Podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 222, and welcome back to my front porch. I I have a fire going on my front porch this tonight. Isn't that amazing? A fire tonight. I told Patty, I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to make a fire first, and I'm going to do a podcast. I'm just going to sit out here. It is so... the the, the the clouds, there's no clouds, it's just completely clear, stars are out, it's beautiful out tonight, like holy cow, it's amazing tonight, it's so, so beautiful, uh, I hope you're doing good wherever you are, I hope you are experiencing some of this amazing weather uh, that we've been getting, fall is officially here, I'm so happy, so, so happy that it is here, uh, thanks uh, some of you who listened to the last few episodes, uh, I got to go on a family vacation and uh, we went away to uh, the ocean. The ocean in California is one of my favorite places in the whole world. And I've been looking forward to this so much. You ever had this where you're like, kind of, I mean, you've been working hard, like I've been working hard, and you just like that vacation's coming down the run. You're like, oh, it's coming. Can't wait. And uh, so our vacation, uh, I did get to surf uh, a couple mornings. And then what transpired after that was just pure chaos. Our car died. I had to spend a whole day trying to fix it. I mean, literally died on the side of the road. There was an oil spill off the coast of, uh, I think, Long, Long Beach. And so literally they shut the ocean down and shut the beaches down. So the only place in the world that I want to be on vacation is in the ocean or on the beach. Can't do either one of those. And then they have a torrential downpour, right? And... It's so much to the point that the hotel we were staying at, like all the power is off in the hotel and they gave us glow sticks. And so we're hanging glow sticks off of the TV. And I mean, by that last day, we're just laughing hysterically like this isn't even real. Right. This isn't real. That This is what our vacation became. And I got to be honest, like I was a little bent out of shape because I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, like I've been looking forward to this so much. Um, and Patty is so wise. She's so great. And she just reminded me like to be grateful, you know, look at all that God's given to us. We have healthy kids. And, and I did, I had to take a minute and be like, Whoa, that's not good. You know, I kind of went a little sideways. I was like, come on, are you serious? A car, a whole day, the ocean got shut down. Like, and I just couldn't see all the beautiful things that were in front of me, but we did get to relax a little bit today. It was a really fun day. We, uh, we went fishing with the family, and, and I caught a catfish, so that was fun. And so, yeah, I, I mean, it's amazing when you kind of slow down and realize, like, wow, you know, we've been given so much, even in the midst of ups and downs and lefts and rights, like God is so faithful. And I don't say faithful in the sense of it always works out good. What I'm saying is in the highs and in the lows, he's faithful. And it's trying to learn to discover that. And that's been a lifelong and will continue to be a lifelong journey for me. And I would imagine that it will be a lifelong journey for you as well. Um, So thank you so much uh, for those of you who continue to listen and and for giving me a little break last week just to kind of get away with my family, excited to be back and work through a passage uh, that I've been memorizing 
uh, a, a book of the Bible that I've actually been, or a chapter in the Bible that I've actually been memorizing, excited to go through a few of the verses that have been really impactful for, for me. Um, so thanks for listening. Thanks for those of you who give monthly to Patreon. Really appreciate it. And those who give, you know, randomly through checks and Venmo and things like that. Really appreciate it. Really, really do. And for those of you who buy the devotional, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Front Porch Devotional. You can get it on Amazon. Okay, here we go. Psalm 51. Now, I started committing this to memory probably three weeks ago. Not easy to memorize scripture, but I've been committing it to memory, and I thought, you know what? There's a couple of these verses that are really impacting me. So verse one is one that I keep coming back to over and over and over, and it says this. Uh, Psalms 51.1, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. So I'll, I'll say it again. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Um, here's a story that maybe a lot of you don't know. Um, I have tried to become a senior pastor three different times, which means I've gone through three candidating processes um, in my tenure of being a pastor. And uh and I've never gotten the opportunity to be a senior pastor. And it's always really confusing to me. Like, I was like, wait a second. Like, I've got enough ministry career. Like, I've gone to Bible college, right? I've been doing this at this point in my life for 23 years. Like, why is it that this isn't working out? Like, you know, I've started things. I've led things. I've started, you know, campuses, you know, uh, church campuses and other church, you know, like, I've started departments. Like, I, I don't, I've led staffs. I've run budgets. Like, I don't understand why this isn't working out. And, and to be honest, like it was deeply frustrating to me until um, probably about a year ago, I started to realize it was mercy. Like it was God's mercy. Because had I done that, like it really it would have been very harmful to me. I know it would have been harmful to my family. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> it would have been harmful to the people that God um, would allow me to lead, not because I wanted to do that, but because I was really unhealthy. Honestly, because a lot of those motivations that I had going on, like it, for me in some ways, it was like, well, I've done all these other things. I guess this next step looks like this. And I guess I'm supposed to do that. When in reality, God was like, no, that's not the plan I have for that. But I, I, I see that now as mercy. It was God's mercy on me. Mercy on me. You know, not allowing these sinful desires. Not that being a senior pastor is a sinful desire, but in many ways some of the desires that were wrapped up around it were. Some of the motivations around it could have been, right? I wanted to help people. I wanted to do the right things. But on the other hand, I'm a three on the Enneagram. I wanted to prove, hey, look, I can do this. I can make this happen. Like, see, I've become something, you know, and those are things I feel like the mercy of God. And, you know, this passage and why it's so important to me in this period of my life and as I'm memorizing it is um, this happens, one, the vulnerability of David in this passage is so beautiful. Please read it. Um, but this happens as a result of him having a, a, uh, um, an affair with Bathsheba and murdering her husband. And so this is where the prophet uh, Nathaniel uh, or Nathan Ketchett gets him Right. And 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 all of a sudden David sees a sin and he realizes what's going on. And so as he's kind of going through this process of repenting and revealing his sin and lamenting of his sin, 
he, he pens these words, this kind of psalm of repentance. And he starts off by going like, oh, God, just have mercy on me. Just please have mercy on me. And uh, I think it, it takes a lot. You know, I, I've come to understand, like, it takes a lot to really start understanding that we are living under the mercy of God. I, I you know, and, and for me, you, you know, it, it, it took a, 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 a cancer diagnosis, you know, multiple diagnoses of cancer. My family, my son actually had it. Like, it took through very highs and lows, through through counseling, like all these different things. And I think in this last year of my life, being awakened to the mercy of God, like David is awakened to the mercy of God as a result of his depravity, right? As a result of the sin that he's committed, he all of a sudden kind of opens his eyes as Nathan is uh, laying this out for him, right? And telling him what's going on. And all of a sudden he's like, oh my gosh, I've sinned against God. And it's his mercy that's not just snuffing my life out. That's not rejecting me completely and fully because I have turned my back on him. And I wonder if you feel that, right? Like Because it takes a lot sometimes to wake us up to the reality that we are under the mercy of God. And it's so important in this passage. I love the way it's presented. Have mercy on me, oh God. It's almost like you can hear his tears. You can hear his brokenness. You can hear the realization that, oh my gosh, I've sinned against God and his unfailing love and abundant mercy is the only thing that will blot out my sin and it honestly is keeping me alive. And so I started processing through this idea of mercy and I'm like, what does it look like? What does a mercy life look like? Somebody who's just living in light of mercy. Like they, they wake up and they sense the mercy of God. And these are the things for me that I've been thinking about. And as I've been processing through this passage and trying to internalize it and live in light of it, here's what I've come to understand. Like a, a life that's lived under the mercy of God goes, I see my sin and I see the Savior. I see fully my sin. Now, I don't know all the sin, but I know I'm a sinner. And I want you to know, like on the other side, of this microphone, I am I am a sinner. I make mistakes. I get jealous. I get angry. I am unbelievably impatient. Unbelievably impatient. I say hurtful things at times. I have I, I have desires for things that I, I wish I didn't. You know, like material things at times. You know, like gosh, you know, our cars broke down. I'm like, ah, why can't I just go out and buy a brand new car? Right? Like those are real things. And so I struggle with those things. And so I'm wrestling through those and coming and being aware of those things on a daily basis. But I'm not, I don't get trapped there. I see my Savior. Oh, you're the one. You're the one who can help me. You're the one who can fix. You're above, your unfailing love is what continues to move forward your abundant mercy in my life. And you start to really reflect that. So I wonder if, if you're able to really, really, truly see yourself as a sinner. And then nobody likes it. 
Nobody. You know, nobody likes to, to look at themselves as a sinner. In fact, I wonder why, like, why so many of us struggle, right, to see ourselves in, as sinners. Like, we really, we hate messing up. But the, the frustrating part, and for me personally, and I would imagine for so many of you, is if you're not able to fully see yourself as a sinner, like somebody who's on a daily basis, moment by moment, failing completely in light of God's glorious standard of holiness, like if you're not able to really be honest about that and deal with that, you're going to really struggle with the fact that you need saving, you need a savior, or that you have been saved. Like many, I would imagine that many of you listening have committed your life to Christ. Like you need, still need saving, right? You needed a savior in his work on the cross, right? That propitiation for your sins makes you right as snow. But this daily reminder of the mercy of God is what David's like, oh my gosh, sin against God. I need his love. I need his mercy. I need it to blot out my transgression, right? This is an every day, every moment re- reality for us. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. And what we're saying to God is like, listen, if your m- mercy is really that spectacular, abundant, overwhelming, right? Then let it blot out all my transgressions. I'm going to boldly stand before God and say, blot out my transgressions, right? What David is essentially saying is, get rid of it. Like, remove it. What a bold request. But if we understand the mercy of God and the love of God, we can boldly go before him and go, no, no, no. This is why you sent your son, Jesus. This is why Jesus' death is so radical. It's so radical. It's so beautiful because, listen, we don't have to try to earn it. We are under mercy constantly because we're constantly sinning. His mercy covers, it says in Scripture, a multitude of sins. We just need to be fully aware of it like David was because forgiveness of sin is the byproduct of a merciful, loving God. You are forgiven, but you are forgiven because not because you deserve it, but because of the mercy and love of God. So the question is this, where is it? Where is it in your life right now that you're not fully able to really be overwhelmed by the mercy of God? I really, I think you should work through this. I think we should work through this and we need his help. So let's pray. God, we need your help. We need you to guide us. We need you to lead us. We need you to show us who you are more and more every day and continue to be kind with us. Continue to allow your mercy and your love to overwhelm us, God. Do the work that only you can do. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you.